You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. Thanks for joining us today and thanks for all your feedback of late. We've had lots of great feedback around the episodes we've been releasing and also topics and guests for future episodes. Today, we're going to have more of a laid back sort of feel and I've got an amazing friend and work colleague that I'd love to introduce you to and her name is Shelley Flett. She's a leadership trainer and coach who works with individuals and teams to maximise efficiency and build high-performance cultures in all-size organisations. She's operated her business successfully since 2015 after leaving a corporate career in customer service and operations. She's a mum of three gorgeous children. I've met them all and they're absolutely divine and loves to incorporate fun and adventure both at work and at play. Welcome, Shelley. Thanks for having me, Renee. It's so good to have this conversation. I know. Been a bit excited and, um, you know, lots of lots of things happening in both, both of our businesses and one that's a bit of a highlight is that we have got recently to co-create a communication team game called Two Sides in Two Minutes and um, recently had the launch and um, thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about, I guess, how we conceptualise the game, why we created the game, and always love to give our listeners just some tips and tricks that they can take away and apply in their life and their leadership. I have um, never been so excited about anything that I've created before. I think this even trumps my my book, Renee, um, yeah. in terms of usefulness. <laughs> I think so. It's useful it's a beautiful, tangible game and we know everyone loves being back in a room and we've designed it on purpose to be played in person. And I think too, Shell, you know, both of us have the value of joy and play. So bringing, bringing that game in, into our programs and in the things we're running together is super exciting. So I'd love to kick off, I guess, and just have an open conversation around communication you know I, I've always said communication is the response you get if you're not getting what you need back from your team from your peers or your upline you need to shape and shift your message until you do why do you think especially now it always has been but especially now that communication is so important in in any role I think because we've got really bad at it to be honest and I think mm. that um, we need to expand how we look at communication because I you know when we when we're focusing on improving communication we're often thinking about what am I saying how am I saying it um, is it easily digestible etc but mm. as you mentioned communication is a response that you get and I think that we're not we're not listening I don't think it's that no. we're not saying what needs to be said um, I think that's come a long way, um, but I think our capacity to pay attention and to listen to other people just for a couple of seconds um, is like it's a really scary place right now. 
It is. It is. And it's, I think, with the messages, you know, hundreds of thousands of messages we receive a day, technology, Zooms, people working longer, more intense hours from home. Um, you know, people are saying they're more productive. Maybe they are, but they're actually probably working two to three hours more. I think it has, I agree, it's become um, it's become stifled. And I love what you said about we need to be present. And I always say communication is 60% listening, 40% talking. Sort of comes back to two ears, one, one mouth, sort of, you know, the old adage. Absolutely. And you know, I think that um, I think social media and I think um, mm. technology has now plays a huge part in that. Oh. Another reason why it's so important for this game to be played in person, because you and I both know as facilitators, and I'm sure that any leaders who are listening mm. understand the challenges that come with having a virtual um, interaction with someone, is that there's all these external Stimulus. disruptions yeah. and distractions. And, you know, you're seeing... Mm you're really seeing people struggle to focus just in the conversation virtually. So I think mm. there is a, a bit of a, a catalyst to get people back into the room just to, oh. I don't know, reset communication and go, let's actually learn to be present together and then take that back to the, your virtual environment. And, you know, I think we've got to relearn. That's just, that's what I was just about to say. I think, I think we've learned, we've had to unlearn. Now it's about refreshing and relearning and evolving the way, you know, the way we communicate. I um, to totally agree with you. And I, I actually saw this um, YouTube clip that a client sent me um, the other week and I've been meaning to share it, but it's about the rise of dumb phones. So a dumb phone is a featureless phone. So it's just a phone no Wi-Fi connection, and evidently the sales of these these dumb phones versus smartphones are nearly on par, and it's the younger generation. So it'll be so interesting to see. I'll probably be 70 by then, <laughs> but it'll be so interesting to see in 20 years this shift that I think is coming through. Let's get a bit into the game, and, you know, I will talk about why we we created the game but you know I've always had I don't know about you Shell but I've always had this belief that there's no such thing as personality clashes only communication breakdowns and if you're listening or watching this right now and you're going what a personality to me is like the packaging on a box of chocolates it's what you see it's your perception of that person and you can't change that what you need to do is unwrap that box of chocolates and look what's inside, you know, motivation, communication, all of these things. And a lot of the time, you know, I had a client the other week, a senior leader that said to me, I'm leaving, personality clash with my manager, I've always had it. And we sort of unwrapped it and it got to this exact conversation and he said, you're right, his detail, I'm big picture. I'm marketing his service and finance. He's always looking at the negatives, what could go wrong. I'm looking always at what could go right. I'm an optimist. And I said, you've just named the traits that are different, but you could be a dream team if you actually appreciate and leverage those together. Now, what do you think? Uh, I love that you use the word appreciation. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's what's missing is this yeah. appreciation, sincere 
sincere appreciation um, with this reservation of judgment. Um, you yeah. know, if we can appreciate other people without applying this level of judgment, and you know, judgment comes from our own perspective and, oh, and how we've formed things, right? So yeah. um, it's like, well, who are we to judge, really? And I think and does it take away. Does it? Does yeah. it? It's it's a bit of um, when you, we ran a thing this week on bias, you know, towards or against something or someone based on our experiences. And I think mm. I think the game that's that's some feedback we've actually had is it really helps you appreciate perspectives of other people. Um, and I think. Important. And I think, um, and I say, I remember saying this to um, my oldest son when he was kind of just heading into puberty where all that hormones spike and <laughs> he doesn't care about anyone but himself and look at how good I am kind of thing and, you know, love him. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things to him again and again and again over that first year was be humble, just, mm. just be humble. Um, it's, it's not all about you. Um, and I think, so I think along with appreciation, I think humility is really important and particularly for leaders. I think they've got to lead oh, the way in that. They do. And it, it interlinks humility, appreciation, you know, gratitude at the moment. Gratitude is the number, you know, there's 10 reasons people, the great resignation, all that sort of thing. But gratitude and appreciation and recognition is coming in at number three. People don't feel it and it's not hard to do. And I love too that this game can bring your team together, learn, grow, connect, but above all, it, it's actually going to really help you bond um, and just get to know each other on a level playing field almost. So, so Shell, there's lots of barriers to communication and, um, you know, you, you, you're the same in you facilitation. We, we speak to participants about this. There's hundreds of them. Culture, experience, hybrid work now people, going away. I think what the the game allows, like there's just so many benefits of the game. And I think one of the things that it allows us to do is give each other the space to say what's going on in our heads. And, you know, that's the whole idea is you, you pick a card up, um, you read the statement on the card and yeah. you speak about that statement for and against for one minute each mm. and it's and it's uninterrupted so you think about you know how often do I actually get oh, for no, two minutes two whole minutes yeah and be profoundly listened to mm. so and also I love the game in the fact that you know you've got a speaker that gets we'll talk about that now and then we've got people that observe and provide feedback so everyone in each of the rounds of this game has an active, um, you know, part to play and they're learning. So the, let's talk about why we came up with the game because we've both facilitated, you know, hundreds and hundreds of workshops and coaching and all those things over the years with lots of different industries. Um, and I guess it was when we talked about the key challenges that they all have in common. Yeah, and I think so. Um, I think when I came and spoke to you about this, you know, the idea, and we we came up with mm. this together. I'd been um, I'd been practicing this concept of running debates with yeah. within leadership teams because what I was seeing is this really um, nice space that they'd created, but it was too nice. It was um, 
it was almost that they had trust, but I think it was surface level trust. There was no one was disagreeing with anyone else and everyone was, they were yesing all of the time and supporting Mm -hmm. each other. And, and, and it was, it felt um, almost like eggshells, just walking on eggshells around each other, but not going deep. Not going deep, but, but when, if you, if you spoke to them about their capacity to go deep, they would have said yes. So I think they went deep on, so they had really good personal connections, but again, yeah. it was never a disruptive conversation. It was always um, for this in support of, et cetera. And I think you need that. I mean, absolutely you need that, but it, it was that, that disruption bit. It was that, well, what yeah. if I don't agree with you? What do we do then? Uh, and I think it's, I think it's where a lot of relationships deteriorate is we've never talked about what happens when I disagree with you or, or something that you you say or have done. Mm. And therefore, if I, if I need to approach you with that, it's suddenly a tough conversation. It's one of those things that's hard to have. It's a, uh, it's limiting to our relationship rather than and it escalates. It escalates and yeah. rather than something that we say, wow, that's going to make us stronger, we actually say, no, that's going to break it and we can't mm. touch and because of that we can't touch it. And I think you know, that was a huge one. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree, Shelley. I think we run things like you do where we get teams to mastermind things so they have healthy debate. And I've always had a saying probably the last, probably seven years ago, debate with intent trumps harmony for comfort's sake mm, beautiful that's that's um one of my little little taglines and i i think if you're listening and you walk out of leadership team meetings or you walk out of a meeting with your team and then you go speak to somebody and go yeah i don't even agree with that i don't know why we spent that time it's going in circles that's you're not stepping up and i think i always say if you've got something to say and you don't say it and you keep thinking about it, it's important. And on the flip side, if you're that person that always dominates that leadership team meeting, you know, use questions and provocation to bring other people um, to bring other people in. So yeah. the game in a nutshell, you know, really is to get teams to connect, to grow, to boost their communication skills, to understand each other at a deeper level. So some of you listening may have come to our our launch and um, many leaders we're both working with are running this with their teams and we're obviously running it in our programs. But we suggest groups of four. So if you've got, you know, 12 people in your team, you might have three groups of four, yeah? One person's the speaker and the other three in each group are the observers. And in a nutshell, with you know, and we can we can send you to the site where it's got all this, but it's really about the speaker choosing a serious or light-hearted topic, and we have some fun ones in there. And we've got wild cards. So if you've just completed a project or a restructure or an idea that you've you've brought to life, you can use that. So the speaker chooses a topic and they speak for it for a minute, they have a minute break. And then they speak against it for a minute. And the idea is you want to come across as a speaker with no bias, evenly weighted, and have a congruency in your message for both sides. And then, Shell, you can, the observers, what do they do? 
so the observers then, um, you know, based, they, they pick a card. So we've got 12 observer cards based on uh, what Renee and I have come up with around the 12 dimensions of communication. Um, and so, you know, the observer card might be, um, might be something like, is the speaker consistent in their emotion? Uh, mm -hmm. And you'd be looking for, are they consistent throughout what they're saying? Um, and are they consistent across both sides, both for and against? Um, mm. And so the observer's role is then to really just focus on that one component. If you're, if you're good at observing and you feel sort of more confident with, um, you know, being able to provide feedback, you might pick up two observer cards. So you might look for, yeah. you know, emotion, you might look for then, you know, how are they using their time, et cetera. The, better you get at this, um, the more cards that you can pick up. And eventually you can get to the stage where you can observe for the whole 12 dimensions of communication and offer feedback um, at any point in time. So, yeah. you know, the the observer, um, and, and I think what's really interesting about this in what we spoke about um, earlier with listening is that the there's no, there's no passive players no. in this game. They're all active. No. That's what, I, that's what I love. So as an observer, and we give you some tips in the little book that you get with the game, um, as an observer, you're practising, you know, you, you're really practising a honed-in way to give feedback that's succinct, targeted um, and applicable. Um, and, you know, as the speaker, having to speak for and against something is more challenging than, than it sounds, especially if you're passionately for something or passionately against. And, you know, going back to your team, when someone else voices something that you don't agree with, it's really going to help you with this adaptability, um, which is great. And, mm -hmm. and the passport book, you get a little book with it that's got the 12 dimensions. And, you know, if, if I get some feedback on effective use of time, I've gone over time, it will give some remedies of how I can increase that skill. And this could go into my development plan as well, which is really exciting. It's it's just, and you've got 100, what is that, 104 topics that the speaker can pick up. And like I said, you've got wildcards too. Michelle, I was thinking um, for the listeners today, maybe we talk about, a few of the dimensions and obviously communication we could we could be on this for seven 17 days and talk about communication till the cows come home but we've really nutted out and deciphered 12 key communication dimensions that we see every day that if they were just tweaked and increased could make such a big difference quickly mm, yeah huge um, and I think, you know, being able to break them down into those, into the 12 smaller components um, gives you something specific to give feedback on. Because Renee, if I mm -hmm. said to you, can you give me feedback on my communication? Unless you were really confident, and I know you and I could do that because we've got that depth of relationship. Yeah, I was just going to say, we... can I, can I? No. <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, we've had, we've had some, we've disagreed on things and we've, we have. we've, we've sat with that and we've, you know, but I think we've respected, we've respected the space and where the other person's coming from and kind of listened mm. um, where, where you don't kind of have that or where, where you're not really sure where to start, what the 12 dimensions give you is just a really small sliver of, focus really yeah. just focus on this one thing um, and just give feedback on that one thing so it releases the pressure 
around saying, oh my gosh, I, I don't know whether you're a good communicator or not because I, I tuned out for half of it and then I, I'm not yeah. really sure what you said there or how you said it or whether you're supposed to. And you start to make it all about yourself. You're like, oh, I, I can see how she's doing that. I could never mm-hmm. do that. I'm, I'm not confident enough. And so, but then you, you're not paying attention. So the observer right. cards are really good just to um, stay on track, to stay focused. Yeah, stay stay on track. And I think you know, like we said, this is fun. The feedback we've had already is this doesn't feel like work. Our team was really motivated. They learned a lot. We've put fun topics in. Those listening that know myself and Shelley, there's a few. You know, wider cats have curfews, high heels should be banned. I clearly didn't write that one. And like I said, the wild cards. So I thought maybe we we can just unwrap a few of the um few of the dimensions. Yeah, absolutely. So the one that I was looking at just before was um does the speaker use stories, case studies and metaphors? Oh, that's the one um, I was gonna <laughs> uh, But why yeah. is that important? Wow. Why? Because stories evoke emotion. People remember how you make them feel, not what you tell them. So, you know, we all know that there's studies that show that people that have talked, there's a a really big study, I won't go into all the details, but um, talking about all these 10 years of research and data for two hours and they brought one story in and two weeks later they asked all the attendees what they remembered. It was like 92% only remembered the story. Mm. So bring stories in. We've all got them. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. They're so powerful. We remember them. They're symbolic. Um, yeah, we, we can carry them through life. You know, life is like a box of chocolates. Like, it always is. like Forrest Gump is, is know, and, and that was a it's a story, right? So, yeah. and I, I, I think I watched it once and then, you know, it was this thing that sort of caught on. Um, one of the other uh, observer topics is, um, is the speaker willing to explore different perspectives? And this mm. is where I love to bring fun into the game. So um, at the launch, I had a card oh, yes. which, which yeah. was um, all emails should be written in uppercase. And I was thinking, what is it that I could use for the against argument? And all that popped into my head at the time, because you don't have a lot of time to prepare. A minute, for this. yeah, yeah. So, um, so the only thing that popped into my head was um, the reason why you would want all emails to be written in uppercase is to protect your pinky finger from using the shift key. All I, the love time. I love it. I love it. Went, went down the RSI track, um, yeah. and. I sort of surprised myself, but <laughs> it's that it's the willingness to kind of go, it doesn't matter how far out things are. And I think, mm. I think we're a little bit too conservative in, in yeah. how we approach topics is um, well, RSI and your pinky finger. Really? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, but, but what it does when you're for something, you agree with something, you've already sort of backed it up in your own mind. That's the easy side of the topic to talk about. When we're against, that's when we have to become adaptable and we have to become creative and curious, right? And curious about how could I be against that? So I think what you said, you can have fun with this and, you know, we've both run this a few times with teams already and people are laughing and it's just such a great game to bring into team meetings, have a Mm. theme. One of the 12 Observer dimensions 
easy to follow language. You know, looking, does the speaker provide easy to follow language? I think sometimes people try and be a bit too clever or they've become so ingrained in their business culture that, you know, they're going the PG of the RP of the TP of the BR, what do you think, Shelley? And Shelley doesn't want to look silly out in the real world, so she might not ask me what those things are and it causes a disconnect. Mm. When there's a disconnect, there's lack of rapport and rapport is connection and influence. So you've lost that person. So I think... um, easy to follow language if you do use acronyms at work or especially with external clients explain what they are even in proposals Shelley we will have an acronym of a tool we might use and in brackets we put the full name at least twice in the proposal and then we stop putting the full name Mm, definitely worth you know extrapolating that drilling down and then being able to cascade that out don't you think Renee Totally, totally specifically look at the potential pitfalls. Yeah, so I think that's that's really important and I think one of the mindsets in this game is just to come in with a curious mindset, an open mindset and have a bit of fun. We, we actually, Shell, the other week had just a small team had a leadership meeting, I wasn't there, and they just used the topics as a bit of an icebreaker. They chose some of the lead, more leadership topics so we've got, you know, in, in the pack, we've got topics from plastic should be banned to something like there is no right, wrong, only different. Um, you know, there's some really diverse topics in there and obviously you can write your own as well. I think, um, you know, in terms of the the game, so this is not a game that you just it's not a game that you just play for fun. It is fun, but there's this serious undertone and oh, there yeah. is so many lessons that can be learned. And so, you know, when we when we came up with this game, what we didn't want, because both of us are really passionate about making a difference for people and supporting leaders. And it's such a challenging space right now that we're like, how can we how can we give leaders a tool that they can use almost daily? They could almost mm. use this every day in one-on-one conversations if they want they could use them in team meetings but it's it's all about coming back to it communication like any skill that you learn is all about repetition isn't it It, it's practice and you don't you don't really become there's there's no expert ceiling even in leadership you know we talk about it we've got to learn unlearn evolve ongoing because the world's changing who knew three years ago we'd be working in a hybrid world which isn't going away in five years, we'll probably be chatting going, who knew this was going to happen? So communication, I've always said, Chell, you know, leadership, we both do lots with leaders and teams, but strip leadership, that that name away, it's all about communication. The best leaders communicate effectively, clearly and clearly. They coach, which opens up communication. They mm. delegate, which helps them communicate and empower. It's all related to communication do you want to is there another um one of the 12 dimensions another we'll go through two more and then um Mm. wrap it up so um the other one is does the speaker have um include breadth and depth so what i was about to do but you know coming back to your personality clash is 
where's the appreciation to go wide as well as the appreciation to go deep? So those that like big picture, probably more around that breadth. Those who like to, you know, who like detail, more around depth. As a as anyone in who's who's wanting to improve communication, but I think most importantly, leaders is do you have the ability to go wide and deep? And I think, you know, the name that they used to give that was the T-shaped leader. T-shaped, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think um, I think that's really, I think that's a really good one for um, for people to practice with mm. is can I go, can I de- go deep on something? Um, can I go wide on anything? You know, where does that it. lead me? But it's, yeah. it's crea- creativity, it's imagination. You've just got to. Um, and awareness. It's, aware- it's awareness of going. And there's nothing wrong if you're what we call a depth, if you're motivated by detail, nothing wrong with that. Or if you're big picture, a bit like us, nothing wrong with that. But the key is to adapt and bring both in. So if if I'm talking or emailing somebody that's high detail, I will put more detail in rather than bullet points. When Shelley and I communicate, we're both, we speak in bullet points, we're both big picture we match that so it's easy but it's just being mindful of appreciating that um mm. and and when you appreciate it you're a dream team you know yeah. shall think about our business both of our businesses our back-end teams are both high detail because we're not if they were like yeah. us we probably wouldn't be here today talking yeah Quite right. Nothing would get done. No, no. But it, but it's also being able to, you know, you've written a couple of books. I've written yeah. a couple of books. It's, um, I don't know about you, but for me, the reason I write books is so that it, it forces me to go into the detail. Do I yes. enjoy it? No, I, I absolutely don't. Um, will mm. I do it anyway? Yes. Yeah. I think it's a skill that we've got to refine and we've got to, we've it's got a to learn. Absolutely. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. Um, the only other little one I'd love to talk about is, is a speaker creative and curious in their approach? And I think we talked about this briefly. To be curious, question things. So, you know, if you've got to present something next week in a meeting and you really don't know where to start, get 10 questions down about the topic. Open questions, not statements. And that's my biggest tip with curiosity. We think in statements, you know, that team's amazing. Nothing happens. What makes that team amazing? You'll you'll provocate and actually explore that further. So bringing curiosity in, and we I know you do too, Shelley. We believe that um, curiosity is a superpower of any leader and in any role. Yeah. So the game the game has its own website, which is really exciting. And as Shelley and I have co-created it, we've built the website together, and it gives you some. Um, tips on the game, why we wrote the game, a bit of background. You can order the game there. The website's two sides, so the number two, two sides in two minutes. And we have some exciting news, Shelley, for November. We do. We've decided that we're going to run a leader's breakfast, um, which uh, will incorporate um, a conversation around the 12 dimensions of communication as well as being able to play the game. So uh, we get to put it into action, get to hang out with, um, you know, like-minded individuals. Exciting. So what date's that? November 17th. Yeah. So that's a morning session. It's a breakfast one. Yeah. So the leadership breakfast. So you can come along, play the game, walk away with a copy of the game. 
connect with lots of great leaders and you're getting basically a, a two and a half hour communication workshop that you can really um, go into. Shelly, thank you so much for joining My pleasure. today. And it's been great to chat. It has. And thank you for those that have listened today. Two sides in two minutes.com. Shelly, how dot do AU. people uh, dot AU, sorry. How do people find you if they're looking? Uh, look, looking I always start with LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn, Shelly Flett. It'll all be in the show show notes. Um, so keep an eye out for the November 17th Leadership Breakfast. Um, and we've also got some in-house programs. Shelly and I are both running with leaders and teams. So if you or your team would like us to come in and tailor a communication um, program, including some group coaching and a face-to-face -face workshop, keep in touch. So wherever you are in the world, have a great day or night and we look forward to tuning in with you soon. You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 